Lord. Hallelujah. Embolden us, God. Strengthen us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I have a message this morning. It's entitled, The Fifth Commandment. The Fifth Commandment. We read about the first four in the devotional, and then today the message is the Fifth Commandment. Uh, I, the longer I live, the more I see what I need to know. You know, I, I read these things, and the Ten Commandments, we know them. Uh, the world can probably say what the Ten Commandments are. They're written in many places if they haven't taken them down. So when you come to this, the fifth commandment, and I said, well, Father, there, you know, we're all, a lot of us, not all of us, but all, some of us are seniors here. And what are we going to be talking about? Honor your father and your mother when our parents, some of our parents are in heaven. You know, but there's a purpose in this today, I pray. And the purpose is that to inspire us to be more mindful of speaking to the children. Because as we know, that the, the works of darkness is seemingly uh, slanted towards our children today more than it ever was to think that they would tell the child they could choose their gender at six or seven or eight. You know, and the world is messing with the creative power of God. So we need to be mindful more mindful of our children. I don't know, when I grew up, I went to work. I went to God involved in ministry. I loved my children. I took time with them. But I didn't think about them as needing to have the unction that they need for today. So uh, I want to just encourage us, uh, many of us are seniors. Uh, I just want to encourage us that it is important to notice the children to notice them if they're your neighbor children and they come around your yard all the time instead of fussing at them for being in your yard, uh, give them a cookie and start to impart the power of God in them. Because there is, if this is ever the day that we need to be ministers and witnesses to children, it's this day. So I believe that God just is speaking to us to be more mindful of children as we look at this and God wants them to honor their parents, and we see that there's so much rebellion in the heart of a child. The Bible says that there's rebellion in the heart of a child, and correction will drive it away. So if you're a grandparent or a parent today, remember that correction will help in that situation. Get a little switch and use it for God's glory. So uh, I, I think of my mom a lot. I learned uh, about salvation. I learned about the Holy Spirit. I mean, we were speaking in tongues when we were kids. We didn't even know what it was because our mom prayed in the house all the time. She had a prayer group and there was just prayer, prayer before you got up, prayer when you went to bed, prayer at the t- table. There was just prayer everywhere. And, and my mom spoke in tongues. So, you know, it just came to us naturally by the power of God whenever uh, as I grew up, I, I remember all of that. And when I was truly filled as an adult with the Holy Spirit, I thought, man, I haven't had this in my mind since I was a child. And so God has been so good to me. And as I said, she pleaded the blood of Jesus over me at every, at every thought. And she switched me a lot. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was not good like I should be. And my mom thought that if she said, do it, you should do it. And there shouldn't be a one, two, three, five, six, seven, you know. So anyhow, uh, it turned out okay. 
I think. <laughs> My brother, when uh, he was on his deathbed and we were talking about our childhood, and he said, well, our mom did good, didn't she? <laughs> and I said, yeah, she did, as we remembered the, the dissertations that we got over our wrongdoing. So anyhow, her example uh, really prepared me for the, for the life that I live now, which I didn't know that it would prepare me for that. She, you know, she persevered through hard and difficult times. I can tell you story after story where God did miracles, you know, fed us when there was no food and gave us a Christmas tree when, you know, out of the blue, all kinds of things that, that God did uh, for us. And so she took us to church. We lived in church more than we lived at home. And that doesn't hurt us today. It, it's kind of grief. It's kind of a grief in my heart that, that churches only go to have one service, you know, because we had like four or five or six. I don't know. Sometimes we just went to clean the church and stayed and prayed, you know. That's just the way it was. But, and of course, the promise box. And I brought the promise boxes to church. So we have promise boxes here. So if you don't have a promise box, you see me because I got promise boxes. And there's one in the vestibule. And if you see pass by it and you think you need to draw a promise, you just draw it and take it with you because the word of God is powerful and you need it and you need to have it in your heart and in your life and in your hands. I had them in my school books when I had to do tests and things. I, my mama gave me a promise and said, here, put this in your book. So that's that's where we were. I was I was very, very uh, blessed. Everyone who is in this house whether they loved their mother or their mother was a good mother or not so good mother, that you are you were given the greatest gift that you could ever be given because your mother gave you birth. You know, today they abort children all the time. I don't know. I saw the statistics of the aborted amount of children. There's a whole other world out there that has been aborted. And I don't condemn anybody. I'm just saying to you that the greatest gift that your parent could give you whether she was all you expected or she wasn't, is the life that you have. And you should thank God for that and, and remember the good things that, that God has given you in your life. And that's because your mother gave you that gift. And so even though some things have been difficult, and I've talked to quite a few people, and I'm sure that Dr. Gorn has had him in the counseling chamber they still have hurts and hearts and things in their heart for after 50 years. And in that, that's, you know, that's will be there. But when you get forgiveness for to God for feeling the things that you feel and you just thank God for your life and thank God that mother didn't abort you, then God will heal the wounds in your heart. If, if there's anyone here that has those those hurts in their heart. So today's message is about the fifth commandment. And it's first mentioned in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And uh, this is the beginning of eight times in Scripture that God says, Honor thy father and thy mother. So it says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Seven times God tells us to honor our parents, our father and our mother. He doesn't say honor them if they were perfect. He doesn't say honor them if they were good or bad. He just says this is the commandment, honor them. 
no matter the, the circumstances. And so Proverbs 4, 7, and 8 is the one that I've been using in the last couple of weeks, and I, I want to impress it upon you again. It says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt wisdom, and she shall promote thee and bring thee honor when, the, when you embrace her. God is speaking a lot about honor in the word of God. Not only does he want us to to honor the father and the mother, he wants us to honor God. He wants us to honor wisdom. And I, I think this is a generation and a moment in time when God is impressing upon the church that we need to have more wisdom. And the wisdom that we have, we need to have understanding with it. Now, I, I've, I've lived a good life and a long life. And I see that even when I talk about honor thy father and thy mother, I see that there's revelation in it. There's a, I've kind of had an epiphany after I read it all eight times. Because you just read it once and you think, that's nice, I'll be good to my mama. But, you know, that doesn't last too long when she won't let you do what you want to do. So the thing of it is, is that eight times in Scripture that God has to impress upon us to honor our father and our mother. Well, uh, my parents were divorced when I was about five and under very bad circumstances. And my brother and I were there and we saw everything. So you can't forget that. And this is the truth that m- m- a good period of my life, I held that situation and that crisis in my heart and my life, you know, until the Lord uh, relieved me of it. And he says that we're supposed to forgive or forgive over and over and over, you know, in Scripture, Jesus said it. And so uh, I started trying to forgive and it would be OK for a while. Then I would have to forgive again, you know, and I said to God one day when I was first married, I said, well, how long do I have to just like the person in the Bible, how long do I have to forgive to get over this and the God revealed to me at that moment in time uh, if you know he doesn't know what I'm talking about because it had been forgiven and if only I would forgive so the problem is not that I needed to say to God to forgive me because I already said that and God had already done that and he was just waiting for me to realize that it was forgiven So I want to say to the church today, I know there are things that can happen in our childhood that sets a precipice for our whole life. So I want to say to you today that if you miss the point of honoring your father and your mother, give it to God and move on and teach that to your children or your offspring or any little kid that comes in your yard messing up your flowers. Just teach it, live it, believe it. So I want to talk to us today about this fifth commandment, how powerful it is, because God wants us to honor our parents. And if our parents are gone and we can't honor them, then let's think about what is good in our life that we can honor and be a a person of honor uh, to, to, to the things of God. And I think that we're kind of lazy. I think Christianity is kind of lazy in its in its knowledge of God. We have a knowledge. We know things. We have wisdom. We know we have wisdom. You know, if you understand that you can be born again, you have wisdom because that's the greatest thing of all to know that Christ comes and lives in you and, and you can be an overcomer. But we have to go deeper than that. And when God says, honor thy father and thy mother, what can that be? Well, we look at the promise. It's the first thing with a promise in the word of God. This Bible has so much in it. 
uh, instruction in it. But the very first promise that's in this Bible says that we must honor. Where is honor in our society today? First of all, we honor our parents, but we honor one another and we honor God. It's important. So uh, as we look at this, and as I prepared this sermon, I had a kind of an epiphany. Epiphany, that is a revelation. Uh, because I, I always knew to honor my father and my mother. That's why I got switched, because I knew I wasn't <laughs> being honorable. You know, and then as I grew up and I switched my children... Of course, I didn't have to because they were just so perfect. But that's um, no, just a joke. <laughs> um, but I, all my ministry life, I understood to honor the parents. I understood that. But when you read it eight times in Scripture, you just have a, a little bit of an epiphany because God is saying it more and more. He's repeating it. And I did that in our devotional on purpose this morning because you have to have a, a it has to become repetitive. Yeah, that's right. It has to become that in us for us to glean the whole truth of it. So um, our days on earth are about if we're honorable or not, if we honor God or not. It says there, and this is where it started in Exodus 20:12. He says, you know, you'll have long life on the land, on the earth. And so it's important. Now, Deuteronomy 5.16 is the next time. And he says, if you, you know, honor your father and your mother. And then it says that it will go well with me if I do that. And I think it's really great because we got parents here and we got babies here. And this is your opportunity to teach them to honor their parents with a switch if you have to. (laughs) But, you know. In those days, we weren't given, children weren't given much attention to. Children didn't rule the lives like they do today. You go to a restaurant and the waitress comes and a five-year-old they, decides what they want to eat, you know. And, you know, we didn't have those luxuries in our day. We honored our parents. We did what they said, you know. But this day, they have just, they have all these things. People are listening to them. They're doing things. And it, it, it's just important that when we get them as young as they are and to teach them the things of God, they're like my mom taught me. And like some of you have mentioned that your parents have taught you, that we need to really get busy with teaching our children for the next generation. If Jesus tarries, they'll be the ministers, they'll be the helpers, they'll be the teachers, they'll be the leaders. And what kind of society will we have if they have not the power of God in them? So the second time that he says to honor him is uh, Deuteronomy 5.16. Go well with them. If you honor your parents, it goes well with you. The most important one is um, Matthew 19.19. They're all important, but this is awesome. And this is Jesus. And Jesus is talking to a crowd. and And it says, Jesus said, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus attached part of the very first powerful verse in Scripture, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and you know how that ends, and thy neighbor as thyself. So Jesus attached that to honoring your father and your mother, which means Jesus expects us to honor our everyone. He expects us to have respect and honor. Well, what does that mean? You go by and say, God bless you, I honor you. No, it does not mean that. What it means is that you treat them 
with the honor that Christ treats you. You treat them with kindness, with goodness, with mercy, with grace. You teach, teach, treat them the way that God treats you. And that's awesome to understand that God, did Jesus included that with the statement, honor thy father and thy mother. In Judaism, the Talmud teaches there are three partners in the creation of a child. Well, that got my attention. And I, I, I don't know much about Judaism, but the Bible, the t- Talmud teaches that there are three partners in the creation of a child, the father, the mother, and God. God is the creator of what the mother and father has done. And so when you honor your father and your mother, you're honoring God. Think about that, church. And if you've lived your life, your life for many years, and there were times that you did honor your parents, times that you didn't honor their parents, those are times that you honored God or you didn't honor God. And maybe you didn't like what your parents said. Maybe you didn't want to do what they did. But thank God you got switched, you know, and you learned that God was more important than you. And so this fifth commandment is in the scriptures eight times. So I'm just alerting you to that because we still have opportunity to teach that. We have opportunity to teach it to grandchildren. I have great-grandchildren. I have opportunities to teach it in the lineage of my family. We also have opportunities to teach it to the paper boy who comes. I guess they don't come to your door anymore. But the children that surround you, everyone has children around them. You know, if you stop and take a little bit of attention to a child, they will listen to you. They will talk to you. They will tell you things that maybe you shouldn't even know. But, you know, they'll have a conversation with you if you give them time. But, you know, children just run around us. But there are people that we need to be thinking about raising for the kingdom of God if Jesus tarries. Because our society today is so corrupt that if we don't teach those little ones the truth and the power of God, so they will honor their parents, they'll have long life, they'll go well with them, they won't be sad and despondent all the time, but things will be well with them because they will have the power and the anointing of God in them to honor God and to honor uh, those that are around them. So Matthew seven fourteen, Jesus called all the people together. And he said unto them, hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. It's not your pastor saying you need to look for depth in the scripture. You need to understand more power in every scripture because God's scripture is so powerful. You can quote John 3.16 and then you can go back to it when you're in trouble and quote it. And it means something, it means something more powerful to you, you know, because the word of God is illuminated and it, and it has power and anointing. And I just never thought of that. I had this epiphany that I just wish that I had paid more attention to the children. And I thought I did, but I wish I had done more. And I want to say to the church today, it's not too late for us to embrace the teaching to children. You might say, the children are far from me. I don't care about them. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that nasty. I'm just saying you haven't had children, so you're just like... You know, let let the, let the children be the children, you know. 
But God cares about the children, and that's a place where you can minister, where you can speak words, seeds that will grow into great trees for the kingdom of God. So that's what the message is about today, is to inspire you to notice children. Now we're praying for children, and we notice that the enemy is after our children. So how much more shall we be prepared in this hour to prepare our children for the things of God? So that's why I'm saying this today, and that's why I'm teaching it, and I have to because it's Mother's Day. (laughs) I have to say something about mothers and children, and I want to. I want us to be alerted to what God is saying. He's saying, get understanding. Take this fifth commandment and look at it and, and see what it means and see what I'm trying to say to you, because God didn't just write the Bible for our to prove to peruse through it, he wrote the word of God that will be strengthened in power and might and that will do it to the next generation. And, and don't think that it's too late. No matter where we are in our life, it is never too late to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he wants to anoint a generation that will be mindful of the children and that will teach the children the power of his presence so that they will have the anointing of God in their life. It will go well with them. They will have a good life because the power of God is resident in them and sometimes we teach them we teach them we teach them we teach them and then they grow up and they decide what they want to do on their own and then we're discouraged and despondent because they they're not doing the things that we taught them to do but the word of God says and you probably can quote it that you know teach them the way and they can't deter they can't die in that way so that's my hope for my children, for, for mine. If we taught them, we took them to church, we, we told them the way of salvation. I mean, my children were filled with the Spirit when they were young. And they can do their own thing. Every, how many know we have a will, too? We like to do our own thing, too. They can do their own thing, but God has got a hold of them. The breath of God is in them. They have the Word of God, and they will not depart, they will not depart this world to hell. And that is the important issue today. But many of them go their own way because they just need that, that moment to, to find God in a supernatural way. And, and sometimes they have to go their own way to, to come to that place where they can come to God. But be encouraged today, uh, saints, that uh, maybe we missed an opportunity when we were younger to, to teach our children some things. But you don't give up. You know, they're not too old. When you have them to dinner, you pray the power of God on them when you bless the food. I do that all the time because you, they know that you love God and show the fact that you, that you love God. So I, I, when I read that in, in the Talmud, I just had an excerpt of it from something. I don't know what it was. And I thought, well, God is in the birth church. Somebody says, well, I didn't get this. I didn't have that. My birth. Listen, your birth was touched by God. You didn't get here without the, the power and the creative force of God. And no matter what, however you got here or however it was for you, if you just realize that you have a gift and make the best of it, it's like the talent, you know. If the king gave five and he gave three and he gave one or however many, I forget, and, and he came back to see what they did. Well, your life is a talent. Your life is a talent. What are you going to do with your life for the kingdom of God? And you were given a gift of life. And we need to think about our life as a gift more than we do. You know, we just live and we think it's good or it's bad or we didn't make enough money or we did or, you know. But 
we're not our own. We belong to God. And so we are going to be productive for the kingdom of God. Even in our older life, we're going to be productive. And we're going to put the power of God in the youth. If God sends somebody around to mess in your yard, you know, stop them and start to talk to them and get a friendship with a child. And then you can impart the word of God because they're they're fertile. They're ready to receive because probably maybe nobody's ever said anything to them. Listen. God wants his servants with his Christianity to start working for the kingdom of God, not just saying, I'm going to escape hell because I serve God. No, God wants us to work for the night is coming where we won't be able to work. And we, my night is close by. I want to get it done. I want some things to happen. I want to leave a, a footstep somewhere for the power of God. Because if Jesus tarries, the next generation needs to have the power of God more than we ever had it. Because it's a more evil generation than it ever was. Fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. You know, it's so important, church, that we put seeds of the power of God in the lives of our children. And the best time to do it is before when they start talking. And they very start talking. Put it into them, the power of God. Now, Jesus wants us to understand. He wants us to understand our lives. He wants us to understand good or bad. He wants us to shun the bad, to find some morsel of good and the gift that he has given to us. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. We want to do the right thing to those children. This is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Understand it's a promise. God promises things to those who honor God. And I think he I think he promises things today to us as we honor him, that he gives us power and glory and honor. You know, and Jesus sits at the throne with a huge smile on his face because his work is being done. That why he crucified his work is being done and he can offer us to Father God. It's important. And he says, um, so that it may be well with you. You know, there's children that have been very obnoxious to their parents. And you can kind of look at their life. If they don't come to Christ, that life doesn't go well with them. They have circumstances and trials and tribulations. So there's a, there's a great need for this. Well, Ephesians 3.13 says, Therefore I desire that you faint not. This is Paul speaking. And this is, consider how Paul honored Father God. He says, therefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulation for you, because Paul was preaching the gospel to us, and he was in great, great, great uh, sorrow and things that happened to him. He was imprisoned and all that. You know the life of it. So it's for this cause, I bow my knees unto Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I loved it in the altar this morning. I love it when we bow our knees to Father God. You know what, church? Not so much today to I say to you to honor your father and your mother because many of your father and mothers are in eternal life. But how about honoring Father God? How about honoring him that it will go well with you? How about honoring him that you'll have long life, strong life, powerful life, purposeful life? How about honoring Father God? And when you do that, 
everything will have take a new focus. And we're in a severe trial right now with my granddaughters. But I pray and I pray and I pray. And then I finally come to the situation that all I can do is pray. Because the, the die has been set, the seeds have been planted, all has been done. And now it's just time for reaping. And we have to wait for the reaper to come and to bring forth the fruit. So I want to say to you, you know, be encouraged wherever your children are today to love them, to, to pray for them, to speak a word in season to them, you know, to speak the things of God into their heart. And if they do serve God, then give them praise, give them honor, you know, just encourage them. I don't mean make them something special, but encourage them. And sometimes we're so prone to correct I get an amen. Sometimes we're so prone to correct or to ask God to do this or that with them instead of just say, God, perform your will and and take care of them in Jesus' name. Well, Paul says, I bow my knees before my father. And it would be so well if the church of Jesus Christ would bow their knees before Father God. Well, God is a family man, church. And uh, when the Ark of the Covenant rested with Obed in the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant is this thing of God, you know, it has the things in it and whatever, that was taken in battle. And so it was left with this family. And the Bible says that while it was there, they were blessed. While the Ark of the Covenant was there, they were blessed. What is in the Ark of the Covenant? Three things. I don't know. The pot, the pot of uh, manna, uh, the Aaron's rod, and oh, you're good people. So three things are in it. What's in us? Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Ark of God is in us. It's not the Old Testament anymore. That's all fulfilled. And Christ has come. And if the Ark of the Covenant rests in our home, the blessings of God should be in our home. And what are the blessings of God? His goodness, his mercy, his grace. It's not the house, the car. It's not those things. It's the things of the Spirit that come forth in a man or woman as a Christian of Jesus Christ. So, church, let me encourage you, no matter where you are in your life with children or no children, whatever, wherever you are, invest in a child today. That's my message, the fifth commandment. Invest in a child. You know, you see a a child disobeying their parent. I did this once to, to, to one of my grandkids. They were mouthing off to their mother, and I say, hey, guess what? You're going to die young. Now you're like, what? I go like, you're going to die young if you don't stop talking to your parent that way. And I and she cried, you know. And then I felt bad. And I said, oh, honey, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Because that's the word of God. That's the word of God. So, you know, we need to begin to speak the word of God over our families. Speak the word of God over the children. And... And, you know, um, children are so important to God because if he tarries, 
they're going to be the next generation that will preach the word of God, that will depart, give forth the power and the anointing of God. I think of Mary, when God, Mary, the mother of Jesus, when God interrupted her plans and Joseph's plans, and she said, how, how can this be? And God said, this is what I want for you. You know, be aware, church. Hear the voice of God because he's got some things for you to do in this day. And, and uh, he, he said, well, the spirit of God is going to overshadow you. You know, if you're born again, that spirit of God has overshadowed you. And something is in you that can be birthed for the kingdom of God. And it's the glory of our Father and the glory of his Son and the glory of Jesus Christ. And while the ark rested at that brother's place, he was blessed. And the ark is in you. And if you let the ark rest in your house, if you let the ark rest in your life, and if you think about it, listen, the ark of God is in me, the power, the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost is in me. I have to act like it. I have to live like it. I have to be what God wants me to be. So out of the fifth commandment, I thought a lot. And I thought about Mary when she said, be it unto me according to thy word. You know, if you ever say that, in a serious moment to God, be it unto me according to your word. Things can happen for you that will just blow you away. Because the power and the anointing of God wants our will. What is it that's the hardest thing to give to God? It's our will. That's the hardest thing to give to God. It was hard for Jesus. Jesus had to say, not my will. And church, the church of Jesus Christ today needs to come to a pivotal point where they say, not my will, but thine be done. And then go and do what God asks you to do and don't fear. The fifth commandment gives promise. Seven times God talks to us about honor. And Jesus equates it with thou shalt love the Lord thy God. So teach your child that when he speaks or teach a child that when they speak disrespectful to you, that they're speaking disrespectful to God. Let us watch our mouths. And let us be more mindful of how God, what God respects of us. So today, eight times, three promises. Live long. Go well with you. And the promises of God is yours. So what responsibility is on us today? I look at myself, I said, well, God, I'm a senior. I did my job. And he says, the job is never done till you get to me. And so we're on a journey, church, to get where we're going. And may we have the spirit of Mary and Joseph. When God interrupts our lives, we say, okay, take, take me to Nazareth. Take me wherever you want me to go, oh God. And in this day, I say, Lord, just take me to, to my home and tell me what to do and let it be in my home. Because <laughs> the traveling days don't feel so good these days. But God is, God is gracious, church. So let us, let us commit to being aware of our children and giving them the word and teaching them the honor. That special message is just for you guys. Aren't <laughs> uh, children wonderful? We used to have a whole bunch of children here. Yeah, they grew up and they went away. 
But I still have a house of children. I have God's children. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you so much for our mothers today. Father, I thank you that you you ask us to honor, be an honorable person. Help us, Lord. We give us opportunities that children we can be a message of hope to children. Oh God, Lord, let us be adults who hear Your voice as a child. Oh God, and we just say, "Be it unto me according to Your word." Oh God, Lord, we thank you for Your power and Your grace. Thank you for the jobs and the monies and all the things that you give unto us that we might give back to you. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we ask it. All God's people said, Amen. Just bring your-